Hi, everyone. I'm Lisa Shea. Welcome to my podcast, Shaycation, Living the Abundant Life, where we will encourage and empower each other to live the full life in Christ. You know, life with God is a trip. What we believe about his goodness determines how great of a trip your life can be. Join me on my Shaycation and let's have a blast on this trip with God that we call life. Hi, I'm Lisa Shea with Love and Respect Ministries. I am really excited to be with you today to talk to you about Ephesians 5.33. It is God's design for marriage. You know, I don't believe in the Love and Respect message because I work for Love and Respect Ministries. I am passionate about this message because I have lived it and I have seen God work a miracle in my marriage and countless others over the years as women applied respect toward their husband. You know, back in 2004, my husband and I were headed for divorce. I had read numerous self-help books and books on marriage. I had seen counselors. Nothing worked. A Christian counselor with a Bible in his lap actually looked at me and said, Lisa, the only way you're going to get your husband's attention is if you throw him out of the house. I was devastated. I didn't have grounds to do that. My husband wasn't abusing me or my children. He wasn't having multiple affairs. There was no reason for him to be thrown out of the house. Now, I'd like to stop and say, if you are in an abusive situation, if you are in harm's way, God's will is not for you to stay in that situation. Please remove yourself because God wants you safe. So showing respect to someone does not mean you allow someone to hurt you. You can respectfully confront that. And we will dig deeper into that later on. But I just wanna say, if you are in harm's way, please remove yourself from the situation. But I was not in harm's way. My husband and I just were not getting along. We didn't like each other. It was, it was really hurtful. And I remember driving home from that counselor's appointment just feeling so hopeless. And I felt like God spoke to my heart and said, you just be still. Don't do that, just be still. Well, it wasn't long after that, that a friend of mine who knew nothing about what was going on in my marriage sent me a book. And that book was Dr. Emerson and Sarah Egrich's first book for women titled Motivating Your Man God's Way. Like I said, my friend had no idea what was going on in my marriage and all of a sudden this book appears. I was so excited. God was answering my prayer. He knew that my husband needed motivating. He knew that everything that was going on in my marriage was my husband's fault. You know, don't you think we do that oftentimes when we're in a situation and, and we have some relational turmoil? We tend to always blame the other person when in fact God was showing me what I was doing and what my part of the marriage was. Now, before you say I don't want to listen anymore, I want you to continue and, and tune in because this is what gets exciting. God did hear my heart's cry and he gave me the answer to the problem that I was facing. Now, I'll be honest with you. When I read Ephesians 5.33, and this is what it says, a husband must love his wife as he loves himself, and a wife must respect her husband. I thought, of course, if my husband was loving me as much as he loved himself, 
I certainly would respect that. But that is not God's way. God was calling me to do my part in our marriage, apart from what my husband was doing or not doing. I'll be honest with you, I hated that book. I didn't want to read it. I didn't want to do what God was telling me to do. That was ridiculous. Respect should be earned, so we're told. But God has a specific plan. So I decided, well, I had nothing to lose. Um, you know, God has his way of nudging us and encouraging us to step out in faith and do what he is calling us to do. So reluctantly, I thought, well, I'll even try this God's way. I wanted to be able to look my children in the face and say, mommy did the best she could. And I wanted to look God in the face and say, I even did it your way. But you know what? As I applied respect toward my marriage, everything changed. And I want to help you and encourage you and empower you to do what it says in James 1.22. It says, but be doers of the word, not only hearers. Let's be a doer of the word, ladies. Let's make a commitment to step out in faith and do what God is calling us to do as wives. You know, you'll never wonder what if. Okay, so let's begin. You know, God created us male and female. So who's right? It says in Genesis 1:27 and in Matthew 19, even Jesus himself says, you know, he who created you created you male and female. Not wrong, just different. I think if you have lived on this planet for any length of time, you can certainly understand, ladies, that men are a little bit different. Not wrong, just different. And isn't it interesting that the Creator who made us so different, He actually has plans in place for how each one of us need to be treated. He knows how we're designed. He knows how we're wired. And he gives us a blueprint in his word of how to actually apply his word to the relationship so that it can be all that he created it to be. Again, Ephesians 5.33 talks about a husband and wife's felt need. So what that means is that we as women, for the most part, are created for love. We need that love. And men, generally speaking, their felt need is respect. So who's right? You know, God created us male and female. And if you've been on the planet any length of time, ladies, you certainly understand that men are wired a little bit differently than we are. It says in Genesis 1.22, and Jesus repeats this in Matthew 19.4, that he created us male and female. So if God created us male and God created us female, he didn't create us wrong. He just created us differently. Let me give you an example. Ladies, I don't know if you're like me or not, but you walk into your closet and you look around and you say, "Ugh, I have nothing to wear. What does that mean? It means I don't like anything in my closet and I don't feel like putting any of this on right now. I want to go shopping. I need something new right? Even if we have a closet full of clothes. But if a man says, I have nothing to wear, he literally means I have nothing to wear. 
So we're not wrong, we're just different. Now in James 1.22, where God talks to us about being a doer of the word, not just someone who hears it, doesn't it make sense that we should step out in faith and say, all right, God, I am going to use your blueprint, your design for marriage, and I am going to speak to my husband, treat my husband the way you have wired him to be treated. That is a gift that we can give our spouse is to treat them the way they understand and a way that speaks to their spirits. Now in James 1.22, where God talks to us about being a doer of the word, not just someone who hears it, doesn't it make sense that we should step out in faith and say, all right, God, I am going to use your blueprint, your design for marriage, and I am going to speak to my husband, treat my husband the way you have wired him to be treated. That is a gift that we can give our spouse is to treat them the way they understand and a way that speaks to their spirits. Now, Jude 1 24 says that God is the one who keeps us from stumbling. So that's another biblical encouragement to say, ladies, I know that you're not wrong. You're just different, but I want to show you how not to stumble. I want to show you how to have a marriage that is the way I created it to be. So I hope that really encourages you. We really should listen to the one. We should listen to the creator in how he would have us treat our spouses. So in Ephesians 5.33, it says that a husband must love his wife as he loves himself and a wife must respect her husband. And I remember when I tuned in to the Motivating Your Man God's book and read this for the first time, I was like, absolutely. If my husband loved me as much as he loved himself, I certainly would respect him. Because according to society and the way I was raised, respect needs to be earned. Well, ladies, that is not God's design. God is calling us as women, as wives, to show respect toward our husband. Now, that doesn't mean you respect sin, as I said earlier. It doesn't mean you sit and respect abuse. Absolutely not. Again, get out of harm's way. But we can respect the person, and we certainly can treat them kindly, with friendly tones, being mindful of our words and our facial expressions. Now, I know that may seem difficult, but I promise you, with God, all things are possible and you can do it. If I can do it, not wanting to do it, you can do it. So let's keep going and see what else God has to say. When God talks about women needing love and men needing respect, he is asking us as a spouse to meet our spouse's felt need. All right? So what is respect? Well, an easier way to explain that is, what is disrespect? I think we all know when we are being disrespectful. Another way to look at it is, some of the things that you say to your husband or the way you say it 
uh, the tone, the words, the facial expressions, your hand on your hip, the nasty face, would you say that to your boss? Would you say that and act that way toward um, a, a teacher, a neighbor, a, a stranger? Probably not. You know, a friend of mine said she was watching old movies, videos of Christmas when her children were little. And they were all sitting around watching these memories of a video from Christmas time when she heard her voice and heard herself talk to her husband who was doing the videotaping. And she said, because now she was familiar with the love and respect message, she said, wow, the tone of my voice was so disrespectful. It really made me sad. So we really need to step back and not look at how we're necessarily feeling that we're being treated because I felt my husband did not love me. I really did. And I didn't feel that he deserved to be respected. But God had a plan and God had in his word written to me and to you the actual tools that were necessary to bring in the power of God to our marriage. So I need to ask you, are you friendly in your home? I know that's a hard pill to swallow. And you may say, yeah, Lisa, but you don't know this. You don't know that. You don't know what he has said. You don't know what he has done. God does. And I promise as you step out in faith and honor God in his word, he will show you things about yourself and about your spouse. He will refine you. He will empower you and he will change your heart. So are we crazy? You know, Dr. Emerson Egrich, he talks about the crazy cycle. And I don't know if you've gotten into uh, discussions with your husband where you're thinking, is he, is he crazy? Is he nuts? Am I not? Are, are we crazy? Is he crazy? This is a crazy mess. I know I felt for almost eight years that I was living a crazy life. Well, it's called the crazy cycle. Without love, she reacts without respect. And without respect, he reacts without love. And without love, do you understand? It starts to spin and we are in a crazy cycle. First Peter 3, 1 and 2 says, A man can be won without a word, but by the respectful behavior of his wife. Whew, that was hard. That was a hard pill to swallow because God was calling me to step out first and apply respect toward my husband, who I felt did not love me. Well, that's not fair. Why shouldn't my husband be the one? Interesting. I asked the same question. Why me? Why do I have to go first? So if you're sitting there saying, who goes first? Dr. Emerson would say, the mature one. Mm, I know that motivated me. I really, really took that challenge. So I want to take the challenge that Dr. Emerson gave me and challenge you ladies to be the mature one in your marriage and you move first. So if you feel that your husband is being harsh to you or just isn't showing you love the way you, you desire it, this is God's answer to that heart cry. I have seen him move powerfully in many marriages over the years since 2004. So put your faith and trust in God. 
You know, we fool ourselves to think that our husband causes us to act and react certain ways, but in actuality, his behavior reveals what is in our heart. Out of the heart, the mouth speaks. So Dr. Emerson shares a, a, a great illustration about a skunk. You know, if you step on a skunk, there's an aroma there. But if you step on a rose, there's an aroma there too. So as your marital situation, as, as, a pressure, as pressure is being applied to you, what aroma are you releasing? You know, we can be in Bible studies for years and we can be very proud of the fact that we know the word inside and out. But again, God is calling us to be a doer of the word. So you can also ask yourself, is this a crisis in your marriage or is it a crisis of faith? Your response is your responsibility. My response is my responsibility. So God is just asking you, will you be the responsible mature one and will you say, yes, I will show respect to my husband? Now, who does God think he is? We are not going to have faith or we're not going to feel comfortable doing something that's countercultural, like showing respect when we feel someone doesn't deserve that respect if we don't trust the one who created us. We have to have faith in God, that God is who he says he is. If we really believe that God is who he says he is, then we will trust that he will empower us, comfort us, counsel us, give us wisdom, and that he will show up mightily on our behalf as we do step out in faith and honor him in our marriages. God is a good God. Let me just read some of the attributes of who this God is. The one who is asking you to show respect to your husband is a faithful God. He's a forgiving God. He is love. He's a stronghold in trouble. He's a helper and he is our refuge. That is who is going to back up his word in your life as you say yes to him. You know, you're not going to become a doormat. That is a big fear that we all have. Well, I'm just going to be a doormat. Ladies, you will be a welcome mat to the power of God in your marriage. Let me say that again. You are not going to be a doormat, but you will be a welcome mat to the power of God in your marriage. You also need to understand who you are in Christ. It says in Genesis 1.27 and in Romans 8.17 that you are joint heirs in Christ. You are a child of God. Ladies, if you confess that Jesus is your Lord and Savior, you are royalty. The same power that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. Romans 8, 11. That is a powerful, powerful statement that the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead lives in you. It's also in Ephesians 1, 19. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you because of who you are. You need to see yourself as God sees you. It is so important. You are not a doormat. You are royalty. You are a princess, the daughter of the king. You have the power of the Holy Spirit in you who will guide you, counsel you, and give you wisdom to be the mature one in your marriage and say, you know what? 
I'm going to even try it God's way. I'm going to do this and see what God can do. Ephesians 3.20 says God, that, that um, God will do more than you think, ask, imagine, or dream. Why not give him an opportunity? So, some of you may be asking, what's in it for me? You know, 1 Peter 3, 1 and 2 is a principle. It's not a promise. A man can be one without a word, but by the respectful behavior of his wife. I shared that earlier. That is a principle. Harshness, um, contempt, um, nasty faces and words, all of those things are not going to soften your husband to move closer to you. As we soften our demeanor, as we hold our tongue more, as we watch what we say and how we say it, you know, God will be able to speak to our husband's hearts a lot louder than you can by nagging, crying, screaming, yelling, over shopping, overeating, or yes, even withholding intimacy. Give God an opportunity. You know, sometimes, ladies, we really do need to humble ourselves so that God can move. I know he did that in my life and in my marriage. God elevated me to a place in my home that I used to fight for, and I want that for you too. Now, again, it's a principle, not a promise. There are no guarantees for here on earth. However, God sees, and no good deed goes unnoticed by him. No good deed goes unnoticed. He sees everything. And when we step out in faith and we obey God, he will reward us. He rewards those who diligently seek him. God is giving you an opportunity to trust that as you put on respect, he will bless you in eternity. I remember at one point in time, I just had this revelation in the middle of the crazy cycle that I was in. And I just felt, you know what, God, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what happens here on earth. I'm going to set my sights on what is in eternity. 1 Corinthians 2.9 says, Set your sights on what is unseen, because what is seen here is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. It was in that moment when I realized eternity does last a lot longer, and whatever God wanted me to do, I would be faithful to him. I would be the wife he wanted me to be, regardless of what my situation looked like, because I trusted that he would bless me in eternity. Matthew 25, 23 says that at the end of time, he will look at us and say, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in a few things. I will put you in charge of many things. Come share in your master's happiness. There is a heavenly world that we are going to be a part of for eternity, and we will receive the blessings and rewards for being who God has called us to be. And yes, ladies, even in our marriage, you know, I just want to encourage you, God does see behind closed doors. 
You may be a pastor's wife. You may be a worship leader. You may have taught Sunday school for 30 years. You may be a brand new Christian. You may not even know who this God is. God is drawing you in to a profoundly deeper relationship with himself because of what he has in store for you, not just here, but in eternity as well. I hope our time together has encouraged you to trust God as you become the wife that he created you to be. We would love for you to dive deeper into these principles. So let's debunk some of the myths about respect. You won't become a doormat. You'll actually become a welcome mat to the power of God in your life. I know we have seen thousands of marriages changed and restored over the years, mine included. I'm speaking to you from personal experience. So just, and that's just from wives applying 1 Peter 3, 1 and 2 toward their husbands. Do not believe the lie that it takes both of you to work on a marriage. It takes one willing heart and God. If you have been encouraged and empowered and challenged to learn more about what respect is and what it isn't, what it looks like, to learn more, you can check out the Respectfully Yours eight session video study. And you can find that at loveandrespectacademy.com. Thank you so much for joining me. Have a blessed day. You can find any resources mentioned in my podcast by going to lisasheaministries.com. Click on podcast and look for the show notes where we'll have links for resources to help you continue on this trip called life. 